All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the One and Done podcast. A special episode today, recording from South Jordan, Utah, a little south of Salt Lake City. Uh, got a grand opening for Rollo Insurance. Thank you to our normal podcast studio host. Today, we're with Jordan Nelson. He's a senior Salesforce admin and author. So, Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's Absolutely. good to have you guys over here. Absolutely. So, me and Jordan connected on LinkedIn like I do with many of my guests. And, uh, since I was up in Utah, I figured we could meet. Didn't realize he lived a little farther away than I thought, but he was uh, gracious <laughs> and drove up here and met with me today. So we're going to have a great episode. Uh, if you hear a little more background noise than normal, that's because we're in a, a hotel conference room, sort of, right by the kitchen. So we'll see if we can make this work. But uh, Jordan, man, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, as I usually do with most of my guests. Just give us a couple minutes about who you are, kind of where you came from and where how you got to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so a little bit about myself. Um, you know, for everybody listening, I know your crowd is kind of more geared towards getting through college, figuring out what we're going to be doing with your, your career. Um, so a little introduction on that, you know, went to school out here in Utah, uh, went to Riverton High, fairly close by here in, in South Jordan, where we're at today. Um, and then when I graduated high school, I know you're in Utah, so you probably already heard it, but there's a lot of Mormons out here. So, you know, also <laughs> yeah. go to that same church and uh, decide to serve a mission. So anybody unfamiliar with a uh, LDS mission, you essentially take two years of your life. They send you somewhere in the, the world. It could be here in the U.S., could be anywhere in the world. Uh, and you go out there and you just kind of talk about your church, you know, talk about Christ, things like that. So I did that for two years, and oddly enough, I got sent out to uh, Houston, Texas. So went out to Texas for two years. Um, my family moved out there while I was on my mission, so they currently live out in Houston now. And then afterwards, I stayed out there for a little bit and uh, did some school, went to University of Houston. And um, at that point, I grew up here. I didn't really, you know, I loved Texas. I loved living out there, but I didn't really do anything out there. So I uh, wanted to kind of get back here to Utah, uh, moved back to Utah. And then from there, honestly, just kind of started picking out some jobs, trying to get into like a career. I was still doing some school online, finishing up my degree. And then I ended up getting into, and we'll get more into it, I'm sure, but uh, one thing led to another, and I ended up getting into the career I'm in, which is uh, in the Salesforce world. So it's kind of where I'm at today and been able to kind of move up the ladder there. Absolutely. So, I mean, you're, you're kind of the epitome of what we're, what we're looking for on the show. You know, somebody who was, who was trying to find that path and end up, they ended up finding it. But, you know, our goal as, as, you know, one generation is to make sure the next generation can do it a little easier, than, a little less effort than we did. For sure. Uh, and so that's kind of what I wanted to share with today. And I know yeah. that this month on the podcast is all about technology. Um, have multiple technology people coming in. Obviously, Salesforce falls in that arena. Nobody yeah. really knows what they do, <laughs> but they do a lot. And yeah. so uh, I wanted to bring you on today, give everyone an insight into what you do on a day-to-day basis, give yeah. everyone insight on you know why Salesforce is a career for you, yeah. and then uh, just kind of how you separate yourself so quickly. Only 27, yep. having a lot of success. Great follow on LinkedIn for anybody who wants to follow him. Yep. He posts some good stuff every every day. You can check it out. So, um, but sure. yeah, let's let's dive right in. So, talk to me about when you were talking about your degrees. So, what were your okay. degrees in, and kind of what were you thinking as far as a career path? Yeah, for sure. So, I'm going to University of Houston. Um, you know, I'm going through my associates, and honestly, that's all I ended up getting. Uh, the reason I dropped out was for this reason that I found Salesforce. At that time, though, I was doing school. Uh, I had this idea before I went to college of, you know, your basic cookie cutter, I guess, way that you could look at a career, which is like high school, I was kind of interested in doing some stuff with dental. So I did like a tech program in high school. I interned for a, a dentist. 
And I was like, yeah, one day I'm going to run a business and be an orthodontist. That's honestly what I thought I was going to do. And so all my stuff was geared towards that. And then I got home from this mission and kind of a unique experience, right? Where it's like, you go out for two years, you've been used to living with your parents and all this pressure around you. And I didn't get too much into this, and I won't, but um, essentially on your mission, you get everything, they encourage you to cut off everything. So while you're out at the time that I was out, I know they've changed a little bit now, but um, I only talked with my parents on the phone for an hour twice a year, and then emailed, I could email them for an hour every once a week. So it was really limited in your communication, and you're really just focused on like, you know, talking about your religion, church, Christ, uh, trying to help people out. So going two years through that, I think was unique in this process to get to where I'm at because it really taught like a lot about myself and kind of removed me from these pressures of being like, do I actually want to do that? Or is that like what my parents want me to do is go through and be this dentist, right? Um, so that's kind of like the mindset I had. So I got home, decided to change that, started doing some business classes found out who Gary Vaynerchuk was and Grant Cardone and, you know, Ty Lopez, all these business people. And uh, I was like, you know what? I should probably put my money where my mouth is. I've always wanted to kind of do this business thing anyways. And uh, I decided to drop out and I started just running a, uh, a vinyl wrap shop, actually. So I ran a, a car shop and uh, started that out of my parents' garage in Houston at the time before I moved back to Utah. Uh, did that for whatever it was, four or five months, and then moved back to Utah, transitioned into my cousin's garage in Kearns, Utah, <laughs> did that for a hustle for a while. And then I eventually got my own shop, I ran a shop out of it. I did that, I ended up doing that for four years. Um, so during that whole process, I still had a full-time job because I needed to pay bills. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of like where I started transitioning a little bit out of college and like getting into where I'm at. So. Uh, with Salesforce, you know, it kind of got to this crossroads. Do you want me to go into this part yes, of it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. So it kind of got to a crossroads, right, where I'm, I'm running this shop. I, you know, got to this peak is what I saw it as, where I had four employees. I had a shop out in Linden. It was my own shop. Um, but I really wasn't, like, churning much of a profit. Were you 20, 22? Yeah, 22, 23, about that age. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm around that time frame, and I'm making money and everything, but I'm not making a ton because a lot of it's going back into the business, a lot of it, and you know, running well, your product And product-style businesses, too. You yeah. have to, like, to make more money, you got to put more money into the product. Oh, for sure. Then if they don't sell, you're sitting <laughs> on inventory, so. Right, and it's service, too. So, you know, you got to factor in, you know, how many people are not going to like it, refunds, and, you know, and then you get into employees, and that was a whole different ball game of keeping them happy, and what do I got to do for that? So long story short, I'm kind of in this mode where it's like self-taught, you know, there's a lot of stuff once again where I've kind of just taken this philosophy and I've applied that where I got on my mission, realized, okay, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I don't really know. And this has kind of like taught me more about myself. Same thing with the shop. It's like, okay, now I'm running a business. Here's stuff I like. Here's stuff I don't like. Here's what I'm good at. Here's what I'm not good at. And so it got to that crossroad where I was like, just kind of had to really be honest with myself like all right i'm not making a ton of money uh, you know i've been doing this for four years is this actually where i want to continue do i want to keep going down this car path and running this or do i want to do something different uh, and at that same time i was doing my full-time job kind of got introduced to what salesforce was um, i was a business analyst they started pushing some responsibilities for the salesforce stuff 
And then uh, I looked into that and they made a lot of good money and it was really structured. And I liked the security of all that at that time. And it just wasn't really working for me with the wrap shop. So just decided to pull the trigger and went into Salesforce. So it's kind of how I got into this. Absolutely. So I want to go back real quick and I want to talk about Salesforce next. But okay. so when you were at the, the vinyl car wrap shop, yeah, the question that you asked yourself was like, is this something I can do forever? Is this something I can yeah. make enough money at? That's the kind of question that I think people sometimes it's, it's so simple mm-hmm. that people sometimes overlook that. Yeah. And that is seriously the question that people ask themselves at 30 before they find their career yeah. when you were asking yourself that at 24 years old, yeah. that we'll get into what made you successful later on, but that kind of questioning, that kind of critical thinking, yeah. you know, is this going to be what, you know, fulfills me from a purpose standpoint? Is this going to be the, the make me enough money? Uh, is it going <laughs> right. to make me enough? Is it going to be a career for me and, and allow me to go up enough? That's the kind of questions that people need to ask earlier. You, yep. you got to ask that a lot sooner in your life because you weren't in school because yeah. you didn't have to go through the, you know, you weren't in, you know, just the normal regurgitate the information. Yep. Here you go. And then, you know, yep. making A's on tests. You were doing that at 22. Most people do that at 26. Yeah. And so I think that will contribute to what we talk about here in a little bit, which is why you're so successful. But I just want to pause on that because everyone who gets on the show talks about it at some point, I thought to myself this, or I said to myself this, and really what they're saying is I was critical. I, I thought critically enough to say, that's not going to be enough success for me. I got to go a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I like you bringing it up because for the sake of the time and the podcast and everything, I wasn't going to dive into the decision making of that. Like, you know, I'm making it sound easy now looking back at a 27 year old when I was 24 making that decision and it's worked out. So it's like easy now to be like, well, yeah, it was an easy decision to do. But at that time, no, I was super conflicted. Like I had even moved into a, a good job at that point with Salesforce and I was still trying to make that decision with the shop. So I'd moved in, uh, I got a good job. So I was making literally like 40 K at this call center before it's like part of my job, got into the Salesforce stuff. And then I took a leap from 40 to 70 K. So I was like, okay, sweet. Like this is a pretty good job. Maybe I don't want to keep wrapping cars. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that played into it. And then I remember just talking with like a coworker of mine and just like telling him, and it was, it was tough because you're thinking about this time sunk fallacy, right? Which is like, you know, I put in all this time, so I got to stick with it kind of mentality. And so I was really at that crux of like, do I give this up? Because I've been doing this for four years and I finally got a shop and I finally got employees. But yeah, you got to be honest with yourself. And like, that's harder than anything else because it's easy to go and find somebody that's going to tell you to keep doing it. It's easy to go find somebody to tell you to quit. Like either side you want to go, you can easily find supporters around it. But at the end of the day, it's not them that it's not their life, right? It's your life. So you got to come up with your own decision to feel okay about it moving forward. So it did take me some time. And I got to that point where I was just like honest with myself, like, these are things I'm not good at as a business owner. I'm not good at these things. And so being realistic about that, I can't keep going down this path because I'm not good enough. I need more experience or maybe I need to get into a different industry to try to look into those things. So tell me if you agree with this, because this is my opinion on what makes somebody successful or not successful is the people. I think everyone has those conversations with themselves, with their, with their spouse, if they're married, that's just, that's just part of life. I I mean, every time I'm around people who are older than me, they're usually having those conversations, you know, about at their career at some point, right. Especially with what we do, trying to bring people onto our team They're you know, do I leave my current company to come work for you or where, how do I do this? 
that to me is what makes somebody who, who is who is self-driven motivated they take that thought and they say yep i'm not happy here and they figure out a plan to become happier to become more successful mm-hmm. and the people who honestly just are just gonna be employees forever they just have that mindset of yep. no i'm okay right here you know they keep justifying that situation in themselves instead yep. of saying no yeah i do own a business you were an entrepreneur but you still kind of fit in that mindset of you could have just fallen into a, you know, you become an employee to your own business at that point yeah. rather yeah. than doing something you really are purposeful and passionate about. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely that mind shift that you got to make. And, you know, I know we're going to get into this with the technology portion of the, the podcast here. But, you know, even just kind of being awoken to that as I've continued down this path in my career, I really do have this firm belief now that even if you want to be just an employee – Um, you know, there's so much room to grow and so much money to be made in the tech sector that it's like, you can really just make a, an awesome, awesome life out of this, especially when you're considering, you know, I guess how much people make in the entire world and how blessed we are to live here in the U S but on top of that, even in the U S I know a lot of people are always looking for that six figure. Okay. Well then what's after that? And you're really thinking, you know, can't probably get much past that. But when you're looking at all these startups, especially we see here in Utah and the past company I just worked for just got acquired for $2.5 billion. So it's like literally you have everybody director level and above that are now millionaires. And it's like they weren't trying to be entrepreneurs. They were just trying to be a good whatever title, right? And I kind of fell into that when I was over there. And now these people, through an awesome company that they've built, were able to participate in it, provide their service, and be able to live an awesome life. And now I've obviously cashed out with the IPO and everything. So... Um, I think there's just like so much room in that section that, you know, you don't really have to, to sit here and think like, I got to be a business owner and make this happen. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's all kind of things you got to do. Here's what I would say. At the end of the day, you got to be a critical thinker. You got to be a problem solver. If you do that, you'll make a lot of money in this world. You'd be very successful. Right. If you're unwilling to solve problems or you're not very good <laughs> at it or you don't want to work on it, you're probably not going to be yeah. that great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So kind of diving into the the next section of this, which is what is your industry, right? I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm going to have more viewers than ever before because somebody from Salesforce telling somebody, you know, telling everybody what is what is Salesforce. Yeah. Obviously, you're in the technology industry, but break it down for me from a very simple view of here's what Salesforce is, and then let's dive more into kind of what you do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So Salesforce um, is often confused. So the biggest thing here to differentiate is there's there's two things. There's a company called Salesforce and they offer basically a service that any business can buy. What that service is, is it's a CRM. If you don't know what a CRM is, it just honestly helps you run your business. So let's say you get a lead, you sell something. Well, how are you keeping track of that lead? How are you keeping track of those sales? It's got to go somewhere. It's got to be stored somewhere. Whether that's an Excel sheet, that would be a CRM. Whether that's you writing it down on your notes in your phone, that's a CRM. Salesforce is obviously a lot more advanced than that and nicer. I was so. about to say, those are very nice versions too. <laughs> right. Paper filing cabinets <laughs> is the way that people used to do it. Right, so. yeah. So I like explaining it that way though because I think we all can relate to that of like, okay, I've written something down when I want to make a sale or do something. That's what Salesforce does. It just it has a lot of tools and capabilities that's on a very basic level what it does for you, though. It just helps you store all your information for your business. So Salesforce as a company, that's what they do. That's their service. And then you as a Salesforce employee, you can go work for Salesforce if you want. It is a company, and they do hire people that do Salesforce services for their own company. So you can go work for them. 
Um, most of us though, that don't work for Salesforce, I would say probably 99% of us, you're on a basic level as a consultant. So I have a skill set. I know how to run this program that Salesforce sells as a service. Now I can go to any company that chooses to use Salesforce as a CRM and apply my skill set and help them out. So that's kind of what it is on a basic level. Got you. So what do you specifically do then? So for my job, it's, well, okay. So there's a couple different titles. Mine's an admin. There's also a developer, there's architects, there's business analyst. So for, as an admin, you're kind of doing a lot of automation. So if let's say the sales department comes to me and says, hey, when I close a deal, I would like in the program for X, Y, and Z to happen. I want there to be a message sent out to the customer. I want that email to be attached to my boss. And then I want that to be attached to my notes section in here. Okay, well, we could automate that for you so that you're not doing that manually and spending time. So my job on a day-to-day -day basis is really looking at a lot of that kind of stuff and automating it. Uh, another part that plays into it is just honestly creating like fields and different things within the CRM to be able to allow our business to run the way that they want it to run. Got you. So let's back up just a little bit, actually, yeah. for the for the listeners. So talk about how you got into Salesforce. You were kind of getting into it earlier. How did you get into Salesforce, and yeah. what did your what did your job developed into over time? And at what point did you think, yeah, this is a career. This is something I can do forever. This is a company I can grow with. Yeah, uh, really pivotal moment. So uh, not to spend too much time on this, but I moved back to Utah. Right, I get a job at a e-commerce company called Jet.com. Um, you might have heard of them. They're no longer in business. They <laughs> decided to pull the plug on them. It was this kind of independent thing. Walmart e-commerce bought them out right as I went into it. So Walmart owned them and then pulled the plug on it. But at that time, I started out in member services, literally answering calls. I moved up uh, to something they call partner operations, where I dealt with strictly people trying to list products on Jet.com. Jet.com is just like an Amazon, if you want to look at it that way. So people that want to list something on there, I was helping them. Then something else popped up and it was a little more technical, but it was kind of doing the same thing. Uh, moved into that role and then there was finally this last position that I took and it was a business analyst. So it took me from kind of answering phone calls from these <laughs> members calling in and having complaints all the way up to this point where I was analyzing the numbers and you know how many calls we were doing and how much money we were spending and where we could cut costs. and. So that's kind of where I was at. And then I honestly think it was just to cut costs as a company because they moved, they had a headquarters out here in, in uh, Salt Lake, but then they also had one in, out in uh, San Bruno, California, which San Bruno is like one of the most expensive places you could ever live. So they started moving a lot of stuff and just so happens one of those was some Salesforce stuff. <laughs> and like looking back now, you know, I really thought I knew a lot. Like at that time, I was like, oh yeah, like I should just go full time at this. And I honestly think that confidence helped me get to where I'm at because had I really been super open to like knowing what I knew, I probably wouldn't have even tried because I, I really didn't know a ton, but I thought I did. And so it was really just like, we have a brand new person at our company. You need to make sure that they can use Salesforce, like set them up as a user. And so it was really simple. And then I had done that and this pivotal point that I got to was there was a guy on my team and he had the same skill set as me. Um, and I felt like I had a better work ethic and like was more reliable at work. Like he was pretty unpredictable of like when he was gonna show up and what he was gonna do. You know, average employer, if not a little bit less. And 
he ends up getting this job and moved from 40 to 60. And so that was like when this huge wave of like changing my mindset on everything happened. Honestly, it was that point. I can always point to that. And it's because, you know, you're looking at yourself at that point. You're like, how the heck did this dude just land all this other stuff when I know I know more than he does and I have a better work ethic. And so then it came down to how am I marketing myself? And then really I was just like, okay, well, if he did it, I can do it. So started looking for full-time Salesforce positions, thought I knew a lot, as we just said. And I applied for a company called Podium and they gave me the call back and I was able to land that job. So that was my first move as well from like e-commerce into tech. So they do a SaaS business model over there as well. And a really prominent startup here in, in uh, Utah. They're still private, they're still holding out on all that, but they've raised a lot of money. A lot of people know who they are and they're really respected here in the state. Awesome, man. Yeah. So so taking that, is that, and then going into kind of where you are now, what you're looking to do in the future. Yeah. What does that career look like with Salesforce? How, how does it move forward? How does it go up? Obviously, tech's an industry that's trending in the right direction. It's moving upward. It's getting better. Money is flowing into that like it used to in the oil and gas business. Yeah. Where is your career in technology? And obviously, Salesforce is a huge company. Talk a little bit also about how you are able to mean something to that really big company because a lot of people that come on the show, they're, they're, they're starting a company themselves. They're working yep. for a smaller company. And that's how they moved up quicker. Talk about, you know, how, what's your trajectory like and how's it like that was such a big company? Yeah. Uh, how do you keep the local feel? Yeah. So local feel, uh, good call out on like all the startups and other businesses. And so the way I wanted to explain my job, the way I did is mainly like a consultant. Um, I think it hits it right on the money because the reality is there's always a company out there and Salesforce as a company, they're so dominant in this, this section of what they do as a CRM that like second place isn't even close, right? Like second place would be somebody like a HubSpot or a Zoho, and they don't even come close to what Salesforce does. So it's really put a lot of companies into a position where it's like, it's time for us to go from an Excel sheet of like managing our business into something. So how do we do that? Well, Salesforce has dominated so much that it's just like, you know you're eventually gonna have to be on Salesforce. If you take one of these other guys, you know you're going to have to switch to Salesforce eventually because they don't have the same type of capabilities that Salesforce will. So as far as like the local fill, it's it's nice because the company's dominated so much that it's just like everybody uses Salesforce in my mind. When you look at big companies, Google uses Salesforce, Spotify uses Salesforce, Amazon uses Salesforce, Facebook uses Salesforce. Almost every top tech company that you can think of or big company you can think of, chances are they use Salesforce. So that in mind, when I was going into this, you know, I started to see that because they dominate so much that they also have a really good structured program for you as an employee to be like, hey, this is like where I'm at, not so great at it. Okay, well, I can be a junior admin, then I can become an admin, then a senior, which is where I'm at. And then if you really want to get into like the technical side, you can do that too. You can become a junior developer all the way to a senior, you can get into architecture, which is also just like engineering. You can get into business analytical work. And then there's also the managerial side. So then there's obviously people that I roll up to because I'm an individual contributor. So I got a boss. Well, she knows a decent amount. Plus, she knows how to manage a team. So there's really a lot of doors that are opened because of Salesforce that way. So 
I kind of looked at myself, you know, going back to the shop, going back to my mission and being like, I feel like I'm pretty good at talking to people. And that's kind of why I decided to go this admin route. It's also kind of the very first baby steps of like, you don't really know how to do anything. So admin's the route you go, but um, sticking with it and why I've chosen to be more in this field is because I get to talk with a lot of the stakeholders and I kind of push along the messages of like what we're doing. So keeping it local, you know, any startup that uh, once moved to a CRM, they're gonna probably have it. And so you really get in quick and for whatever reason, a lot of people put this off because I feel like it's underserved. Just like you're asking me the question of what Salesforce is, a lot of businesses feel that way. So they kind of get into it and then they feel like they know a lot more than someone like myself. And so they're like, well, you know, we can handle it. And they get into a lot of problems that way, right? So when you get in, chances are your team's gonna be small. It's not like engineering. They know they can't code. So engineering's a prime focus. Well, just like those guys have a skill set for managing all the code, same thing on Salesforce. We have a skill set for managing how your business is gonna run. Literally, your business is set up on this program. So if it doesn't run right, your sales, your numbers, everything, when you think of that, audits, and you talk with a board of directors, like all that runs off of this. So you're kind of like in this powerhouse zone of being like, really anything I do, the way I feel and why I feel so confident about it and love it is because it comes back to that. Like everything they do, every move they make is gonna be based on this system they use, which I run. See, I love that. I'm smiling because insurance is the same way. It's one of those expenses that people pay and when they do, they think they know more than you do about it. And sometimes <laughs> right. you have to, educate the customer, put them back in their place just a little bit, um, letting them know, you know, you, you have me for a reason. Your business is, is, you know, risk is all around your business and I'm the only thing between you and losing it. Yeah. Same thing with you, right? Your whole business revolves around Salesforce. Right. And so if Salesforce doesn't work right, your business doesn't work right. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's what I love about what we do is because that's why to me that's so white collar because even, even what you're doing as an entrepreneur with the, with the body shop and everything, yeah. to me that doesn't necessarily fit what this podcast is about because this podcast is about taking your thoughts and yeah. turning them into money because right. you can help other people educating them in your area. Insurance is like that. Wealth management is like that. Banking is like that. You know, you can get this loan or you can't. Technology is one of those areas as well oh, for sure. to where you have you can literally get paid for your thoughts every single day. Yep. And that's why I loved having you on the show because I, I see that on your LinkedIn. I see that you're thinking, which if you're thinking, yeah. that means you're helping your customers. It means that you're trying to always get better. And people who are doing that, they want to help people out in college like the target for this podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think that's definitely a good call out to have, too. And yeah, at the end of the day, it really is this awesome structured thing that you have in Salesforce. It's just like what you said with the insurance, like. You get in there, they're paying you really for what you know, and they, like I've said it like five times now, but they have that structured system, so you really do feel confident to be like, okay, not only do I know what to do, but it, myself internally, like what's my next step? It's already laid out for you. Well, you can move into this next. You know, If you've gotten good at this, these are the next steps of what you can move into. And so it provides a very long you know, 20 year plan if you wanted to look at it that way. Absolutely. And we get paid for what we know. Yeah, so right. if you ever stop learning, you ever stop, you know, growing what you know, your customers should stop paying you. That's right. always been my opinion is, yeah. you know, I'm going to start here, but we're going to get better together. I'm going to get better. You're going to get better. And we're going to figure this thing out together, yeah, making it work for you. So jumping into the last part of this podcast, as we kind of wind down, talk to me a little bit about what sets you apart from everyone else. Um, yeah. You know, it, you, I think you set yourself apart in the fact that you didn't, you didn't get your bachelor's degree. You started working. You started running a business. You, you obviously had that entrepreneurial spirit. 
that led you into this career you're in now. Yep. But what are some some key characteristics that you, if someone's listening to this podcast, they say, those are some things I need to take to be successful in the yep. technology industry. What are they going to be? So we talked about thoughts, obviously thinking different. I just saw a tweet today that was talking about this that I really liked. And it was saying, you know, if you're looking at the way people make their choices and decisions and you're doing that same thing to fit in with everybody else, you need to take a step back because the reality is you don't want to go down the path that most people are going down. And so playing into that, it's the same way I've tried to think about my own niche and Salesforce because just like with you in insurance, honestly, anything you do, whatever you're doing, flipping things on eBay, you can think of the same thing, which is what is everybody doing and what was the one thing that when I started in this niche that I wish I would have learned? And you can just start there. And so that's what I did, uh, honestly, just a year ago. So I, I had already moved around a little bit with my job and I was doing fairly well with basically just having a LinkedIn profile um, so that people could find me. And then being in tech and stuff, I'm sure helped, you know, for people to find me and stuff. But I really wanted to get to this point where I was like, all right, you know, I'm looking at my coworkers. I know people have more like experience and skill, better skill set than I do. So how do I stick out? How do I market myself better? And so I started looking at that and I saw this real opportunity on LinkedIn. And I think this still applies to really any industry that you're in. And it doesn't need to be LinkedIn. It could be really anything to put yourself out there. So the way I looked at it was getting good at my craft, which for me in Salesforce is you can get certifications. There's a ton of stuff on salesforce.com that you can like basically teach yourself. They have like a, almost like an education system as well set up. So you can go there. So I do a lot of that. Uh, and then uh, the second piece of that is like, okay, great. I know that, but you know, no one's really gonna find me. And as the saying goes, like better known beats best, right? So if people don't know you, then what good is it that you're the best in the world? Like they can't find you. So second was that LinkedIn thing that I saw where I was like, nobody I know is really posting on here in my world here in Utah, right, that I live. And so I was like, I'm gonna start doing that. Uh, there was a girl that I worked with at the time and she was literally on my team. And you know, she didn't have a ton of following or anything on LinkedIn. And I remember she got LinkedIn top voice of 2019. I was like, how'd you do that? Because as soon as that happened, she started getting offers like crazy for what she did and she's in sales enablement. So it's also this very niche thing that I really hadn't heard of until I met her, but it opened a lot of doors. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So I started offering, she started offering some advice, which was super helpful. And then I started posting and just putting myself out there. I say it was number two and how I came up with ideas were things like, well, you know, when I was learning Salesforce, this particular thing was very hard to learn. I know it now, so I'm gonna explain it in a way that the younger self of me would have loved to understand. I did a lot of that. I set up a blog site. I documented everything I learned. It's still up. I created a YouTube channel. I have like 50 something videos on there of things I've learned in Salesforce and that's documented and still, I literally haven't touched that one probably in eight, nine months and I still get people reaching out. Hey, thanks for this video, you know, this was helpful. Um, I did a podcast teaching other people how to get into Salesforce. Um, so really anything I could think of as far as putting myself out there and doing things differently played out in the long run because leading up to the job that I have now as an example of the kind of fruits of the labor, if you will, are that I got into that interview and typically in these things, just like engineering, you expect a very technical interview. 
you know, to make sure you know how to do your job and blah, blah, blah. And I got in there and it was just like a cakewalk because everything I was interviewing for, I already had documented online. They already knew because of my blog site, because of the YouTube, because of the podcast, um, that I knew how to do the job. I was literally showing you on YouTube how to do my job. So they literally just got in there and it was more of a soft skill interview of like making sure I could talk to people and they liked me yep. and that was it. They didn't really ask me a lot of technical, they already knew it. And then it was just a seamless transition and I got in and it's done the same thing for me. I get, you know, on average, uh, one to two job offers a week for what I do and not all of them match and all that stuff. But the fact is I'm getting one to two people reaching out to me, me not doing the work, people reaching out to me. And that allows you to be a lot more selective. That allows you to have a lot more leverage. That allows you to, you know, get what you deserve if you will. And so more than anything, if anybody's taken anything away from this interview, that's what I would say the most is like, get good at what you do. Put yourself out there though is number two. And that one's probably even a little more important than number one. Uh, obviously you want to do your job well, but like I said, better known beats best. So if people know you more, chances are you're getting the job over the person that's better than you. Absolutely. See, and I love that because you mentioned things that we've heard other people say on the podcast multiple times, but you put it in your own unique perspective. Basically the three things that I heard you say was I learned how to brand myself, which everyone needs to be better at. Yeah. Everyone can get better at and everyone should be striving to do so. Second thing was you heard, you got advice from somebody who was better than you. I love that. You know, I'm not a huge reader personally, but I love podcasts. I love yeah. doing that. I love doing this because it helps me meet people yeah. and get connected with people who think uh, at a high level, which yeah. helps me think at a high level. Yeah. You know, when you bring up certain things, it makes me think, oh man, how would that work in the insurance industry? Right. <laughs> and so that's, that's the second thing I heard you say is you yeah. listen to other people who gave you advice on how to get better. And the third thing you did, what, which in my opinion is the most important thing we can do in business is find the problem and find an innovative way to solve that problem. Yeah. Because here's the thing, people are always innovating. But there's also always problems in the world, which means there's always more room for more innovating. Yes. And so I love people who think like that because that helps you be successful. That's what everybody who's listening should be taking notes or should be, you know, putting it away in their brain is I need to find a problem in my industry, whatever that industry is, and fix it. If you're an employee, yep. fix it as the employee. If yeah. you're an employer, fix it within your own company or within, you know, your services that you offer, find issues that are, that are out there, find ways to fix them in an innovative way. Yeah. Because really it's not that hard. There's really not no. a difference between, you know, the traditional way and the innovative way. It just took a couple hours of thinking about it in a way that you were willing to offer those services to your customer. Yep. And in doing so, you're going to make yourself better than the other people around you stand out from them make your brand a little bit better, and then yeah. maybe people start coming to you for advice. Yeah, no, and I, I completely agree with that, with what you said there of it's really not that hard, right? Like it's just, you know the problems are there. I mean, and like we already established through this interview, which is like, you don't need to be an entrepreneur to like get to these positions, right? You just look at the problems and seek to solve them. That's really all it is at the end of the day. Absolutely. I think that there's people all over the world going into college who are just now in college or a couple years in, and they're still trying to figure out what's their career. Yeah. And if they hear about Salesforce, they hear about insurance, they hear about wealth management, they hear about underwriting, all these things, they're going to hear about a career and they're going to say, man, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Then they're going to hear what we're saying and say, that's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. And they're going to find the success that we found. Uh, hopefully a little easier, but um, yeah, you know, that that's my big thing is giving back, trying to figure out a way for them to hear that. And I think it's huge because, you know, you said it in there, but, you know, 
when you're in college and stuff, you really don't have like a full grip on like what's out there in reality. Yeah. You don't really. <laughs> right. Or it's like, that's why I say the dentist thing is so funny. Cause that's so typical, right? Like, yeah. Oh, I want to be a dentist or a doctor or a lawyer. And it's, you know, that's definitely fine to do, but the world is just like nuts where you get out there and like Salesforce never even heard of it until it just like lands in my lap. And then it's like, well, this is awesome. How come people aren't talking about this? And that is really applied to a ton of different professions. Right. Yep. And so I think that's like the biggest thing. And my sister actually, she's uh, she's quite a bit younger than me. My younger sister, she just started college. So she's actually going through right now. And she was asking me these same questions. Like, I don't know what I want to do. You know, like, these are some things I've kind of liked. She's been big into, and, you know, guys with sports. Hers has been dance. She made it on the University of Utah dance team. So her, you know, mind is there. It's still like, this is what I like. I like dancing. But as far as, I don't know if she wants to take that further or finding a job itself. And so I talked a lot about the same stuff with Salesforce. She had no idea what it was, didn't know what I did. But I'm just like, end of the day, here's the thing. Like, you get into this. It doesn't require a lot up front because I could show you how to do it and you could learn it. But the second part is, let's say worst case scenario is that you do this and you're like, oh yeah, I don't really love it. Okay, well hopefully by that time, you're already making 70K plus. And at yep. that point, it's a lot easier to invest in another dream or transition into something else or even just move into something and now have this ceiling or sorry, um, like a base where you could be like, Hey, this is where I'm at. This yep. is where I want to move into. Experiences that you can bring to the table too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Working experience yep. is another huge one. That, that's my biggest thing about doing this podcast. I think there's so many people that have that question and there's, yeah. in my opinion, the most successful industries you're ever going to find yourself in are the ones you've never heard of oh, yeah. insurance, <laughs> wealth management. Like seriously, I mean, insurance yeah. is the same way. Everyone I interview, how'd you get into insurance? I really don't know. You know, I had a neighbor and they convinced me finally and it's the best decision I ever made in my life. Yeah. Wealth management, same thing. Very few people grow up wanting to be what they are. Yeah. And I think if they can hear about what people actually are, they can grow up wanting to be that. Yeah. And so to me, that's that's why I do this podcast because I think yeah. there's so many people that have that question. Mm -hmm. And I think if I have the right people on who've yeah. shown success, then they'll say, you know what? I like what they did. I want to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, not to go back to the same thing, but, you know, we talked about throughout this of, um, you know, pinpointing things around like your thoughts and your mindset and being open and honest about like what you're good at. And I think sometimes, too, is like looking back at my college days in that time frame, you kind of think about careers and like what it's going to bring you in the lifestyle. Um, and so you're kind of focused on like what's going to provide that for me. Versus even though I've never heard of Salesforce, that doesn't mean that it's crappy for me or it doesn't mean that it's not something I want to do currently. It actually plays in like you got to kind of dig deeper and be like, well, why for me it was why do I want to be a dentist? Why do I want to be an orthodontist? And it was thoughts around, well, I like owning my own thing. I like kind of being my own boss. Or, And then once you kind of figure that out, then it gets a little bit easier to be okay in your mind and be open enough to like transition into something like insurance or wealth management or Salesforce, because then you're like, well, Hey, this actually hits everything that I wanted to do as an orthodontist. It wasn't the actual thrill of cleaning teeth. Right? <laughs> yeah. All the little kids mouths. I'm putting my hands in. Right. It wasn't like the thrill of doing that. The, the thrill here was X, Y, and Z. And yeah. I found those in this other career. And Hey, on top of that, I got to cut out some time out of college. I got to cut out whatever else. Right. So it's a lot of times it works in your benefit that way too, which is really nice. 
Awesome. Well, man, I've loved having you. Thank you for being the first guest of out of out of uh, out of studio <laughs> episode. Yeah, I appreciate uh, it. Thank you. I want to say thank you again to Rollo Insurance, our studio sponsor back home. Usually, you'll have to come down one day, and we'll do one yeah. in the studio. Maybe a little better quality. No, no <laughs> trash can trucks driving by or whatever oh, that was. For sure. But appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, hopefully, have you back someday soon. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. <laughs>